An active member of the U.S. Army is identified as a suspect in the Wonderland Festival mass shootings. An Ohio woman poses as a CPS worker to lure a young boy to her home. And a 76-year-old woman from Ecuador comes back to life during her wake. These stories and more coming at you today on Real Life Real Crime Daily. I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Kelly Jennings. What, KJ? KJ in the house. KJ's, in the KJ's house. here. Woody Everton. We, we are missing the, the aggo, right? Missing? Uh, I don't know uh, if the uh, word missing uh, would be let something let me, that let crosses me do this my real head. Quick. And I didn't think I was going to do this. He's probably not going to answer. Let's just try to hit him up real quick. Hopefully, he does not answer. He probably won't answer. <laughs> He's he's got FOMO. Mike, you have FOMO, and I'm wearing your Butta Fuko shirt. <laughs> we get his voicemail. We'll leave him a voicemail. We've got an actual professional in here today. He's so. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> not so. available. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. You are AWOL, absent without leave. Bastard. But I don't mind taking your spot. Bye, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. All right, let's roll. Roll all with right. Hey, KJ, thank uh, y'all. Yeah, uh, first of all, thank you. Yes. Kelly Jennings, the funny. host of Unspeakable, <laughs> the podcast, who has our first live ever coming up. I do. And give us the date. 28th of July. July. Right. And we, y'all I stay believe. tuned. We'll be promoting <laughs> that as it gets closer. KJ always fills in for us. And, and some of the fans out there posted KJ the other day that you should be the permanent host. And, oh, my. And, and right? So, anyway. Well, thank y'all. She, <laughs> rather love, than Mike. She's love. <laughs> Unspeakable the podcast. Go listen to it. Um, it's it's tough. KJ, she tells it like it is. And if you like the original Real Life Real Crime, you're going to love Unspeakable. All right, we're getting into some crime for this Friday. And y'all, I'll tell you what, we report a lot of, you know, disturbing stuff on this show sometimes. And we see a lot of crime go on in this country. This is probably the worst Crime I've ever seen. It absolutely disgusts me every time I I read this in the news or see it on uh, the Internet. But we have to report it, unfortunately. And an East Feliciana Parish grand jury has re-indicted the parents of a woman who prosecutors say died in human waste and maggots after sitting fused to a couch for years. And this is this sounds like it can't even be real, y'all. It's real. Clay and Sheila Fletcher were originally arrested and indicted on second-degree murder charges in May of 2022 in the death of their 36-year-old homebound daughter, Lacey Fletcher. But a technicality affected the charges last month after their attorneys raised questions about defective language in the affidavit. Prosecutors presented their case before grand jurors Monday, and the panel handed down new indictments on the same murder charges this according to 20th Judicial Court District Attorney Sam DeQuilla. Sam DeQuilla, lifelong friend of mine. And the chief prosecutor said the defendants were rearrested on charges and bonded out of jail. He's quoted as saying, we will ensure that there's justice for Lacey and the public knows that the caregivers will be charged for neglecting or abusing a person in their care. Now, for those of you that are not familiar Lacey Fletcher was found dead in her family's slaughter home, that's Slaughter, Louisiana, on January 3rd of 2022. She was sunken into a waste-filled crater in her family's living room couch where she anchored herself. She was covered in maggots and sores, had several ulcers on her underside and fecal matter, was crushed into her face, chest, and abdomen. It's just fuck. This is just awful. The Fletchers have maintained their innocence, saying their daughter was of sound mind but refused to leave the living room. How much bullshit is that? Once hey. you're fused to a couch, yeah. how much free will do you have to get off? And and God. I have direct personal knowledge on this case, and I'm definitely going to be doing a full episode on original real life real crime, but I'm going to wait until after it's adjudicated. 
They said they brought her meals and set up a potty, but Lacey was afraid to leave the couch. Authorities say the woman was diagnosed with social anxiety and had a history of severe Asperger's, a lifelong condition known to leave patients with maladjusted social skills. Charges were admitted after the Fletcher's attorney told District Attorney DeQuilla's office about the incident and served the defendant's indictment papers that had six differences from the ones that were filed with the official record of the clerk of court. Among the tweaks was language from state laws on cruelty of the infirmed, which was not an inclusive charge to second-degree murder. DeQuilla said he intended to remove the verbiage from the new indictment. So, Basically, um, some people were very upset here in Louisiana that these charges were uh, dropped, drop for lack of a better term, but it was only on a technicality, and they reissued the indictment. Thank God. Horrible yeah. case, wouldn't y'all say? So uh, the judge in the case is Bessie Jones, is actually my parents' personal attorney also, and the other judge for that district, and it covers East and West Luciana, is my aunt, my godmother, uh, Sydney Walker. But I, people were very upset when the charges got dismissed because of the bad wording, et cetera. But Judge Jones was doing her job. Now, Sam, you know, this is not any day in the United, in the United States doesn't handle a case like this every day. Uh, but you can be assured that um, the district attorney, Sam DeQuilla, is coming back, and he's coming back correctly. And this case is an absolute monstrous case. And like I said, I have a lot more details we won't share at this point in time. But it's one of the worst I've ever heard and Horrible. seen. I would not be surprised that they don't bring in Hugo Holland, a special prosecutor, on this case. Well, and something that's, I would say to consider, too, it's kind of like if you think about um, the Casey Anthony case in respect that um, they charged her with first-degree murder, but whenever they got into the case, the reason that she walked on it is because there was a discrepancy on how did she die, and they they were missing a few things. If she would have been charged with second-degree murder, I believe that she would have been locked up in in beginning and end, totality. So for them to drop the charges, I understand why people would be upset, but you want to get it right because then you're hammered into what you're— Right, and and before the the trial began, it was supposed to begin like— in the last week or two mm. before it began it's the, the correct thing to do is to come correctly because you don't want to get an overturn on appeal and the appellate attorneys are definitely going to be involved in this case well, we'll so. keep you posted on this one so look y'all you know I'm a veteran um, this next case is I'm U.S. Army veteran and this next case tell you about um, officials have identified the suspect and victims in a shooting that occurred during the Beyond Wonderland Electronic Dance Festival over the weekend. Mm. On Saturday, June 17th at approximately 8.20 p.m., deputies responded to a campground near the Gorge Amphitheater to a report of shots fired. Former said the shooting took place in the campground, and then the suspect allegedly walked away and started shooting randomly into the crowd. Um, until police eventually arrested him. Officials said when authorities arrived at the scene, they located two unresponsive women women suffering from apparent gunshot wounds. And according to um, Crete, the the women later identified as 29-year-old Brandy Escamilla and 26-year-old Jocelyn Ruiz were pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, Both were from California but had recently moved to Seattle and were engaged to be married. The women were walking through the campground when the suspect, identified as active U.S. Army member, 26-year-old James Kelly, allegedly then shot them. Witnesses reportedly saw um, the ladies helping the domestic violence victim who was with the gunman at the time. They were being good Samaritans and stepped in to protect the victim of the domestic violence, and then Jocelyn was shot in the torso and Brandy was shot in the head and they think it was in retaliation for them trying to assist the victim. Another victim, 31-year-old Andrew J. Cadra, um, a.k.a. August Morningstar of Eugene, Oregon, was reportedly shot once in the shoulder and was transported to the hospital for treatment. He's in stable condition. And 61-year-old Lori Williams, a crowd management service worker for the festival, was shot while responding to the scene in, in a UTV. A bullet went through the windshield, hitting her in the face, causing bruises and lacerations. She was treated and released at the scene. A fifth victim, 20-year-old 
Lily A. Luxich reportedly attended the festival with the shooting suspect and suffered two gunshot wounds to her lower extremities. Sheriff's office said she was transported to Samaritan Hospital, treated and released. Um, officials located Kelly in, in a field near the campground. Moses Lake Police Department Detective Salazar fired his duty weapon at Kelly, striking him one time before mm. the officers took Kelly into custody, and he was booked into jail um, after he was released from the hospital. Man, another one of these masks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's got a gun, right? And no, no respect for human life. That's five people shot. Yeah, I mean, you know, electronic dance festival. I'm sure everybody was there to roll and have a good time. And they weren't, they weren't <laughs> expected. They weren't expected to. I mean, who? Who? Yeah, they, electronic music without right. Well, got a, right. some light sticks. Right. Woody right. got some light yeah, sticks got probably light sticks somewhere. And in necklaces and the bracelets. Let's <laughs> get weird. And uh, blow pops and everything else. <laughs> blow so, pops. Pacifiers. <laughs> but yeah, no, not making a light of these victims is a horrible case. Absolutely not. And the being in the U.S. Army, that dude's got double charges, y'all. He's going to get yeah. prosecuted by the military and then uh, um, by the civil civilian authorities at some point and so. something like that you're looking at the death penalty. Oh, yeah he said i mean and you I, should military, as you should military <laughs> I, I agree and the military has much stricter uh prosecution and you're right they i would expect he will not only go to leavenworth he'll be on death row for i'm, the military. Ju- I'm yeah. just curious too how did he get the weapon in was it an open air place where they yeah, weren't doing they, any they said it was like an open park yeah and, amphitheater um, yeah. yeah and why'd you bring it to hurt people. Yeah, so right. get out of here. Yeah. So in Idaho, um, a family was murdered on Father's Day after a man exposed himself to the neighbor's Horrible. daughter. According, yeah. So an Idaho man is accused of entering his neighbor's house on Father's Day and executing four people inside, including a child, after one of the neighbors exposed himself to the suspect's wife and juvenile daughters. So Major Jen. Major John Kaler, a 31-year-old father from Kellogg, is facing four counts of first-degree murder and a felony burglary charge after police say he told them he, quote-unquote, snapped in an escalating argument with his neighbors. Police say the violence began when he allegedly gunned down Kenna Guardipi, 41 years old, and her husband Kenneth, who was 65, on their back porch, killing each with a 45 caliber gunshot wound to the right temple. If that's not an execution, good Lord. They were the grandparents of Devin Smith, who was 18, who allegedly exposed himself to Kaler's wife and daughters last week through a window. Detectives found Smith dead on his knees in a bedroom inside with a gunshot wound to the head. In between the kitchen and living room, they also found a 16-year-old boy, whose name was redacted from the court documents because he was a juvenile, with a point-blank gunshot wound to his right temple. Oh, my God. Kaler stated he was suspicious and concerned for his children as one of the victims, Devin Smith, had been acting suspicious, watching his kids, and conducted acts of nudity in front of his children. Kaler referred to Devin Smith as a pedophile. He confronted the Guardapes with his concerns about Smith and felt that they were just not taking it, you know, the situation seriously. Right. Kaler said that he snapped, lost it, and did something about it. Kaler then indicated he wanted an attorney, and the interview concluded. Smith allegedly exposed himself to Kaylee Kaler, Major John's wife, and their daughters. Then an argument broke out between the Guadapes and the Kalers on Sunday, which was Father's Day. Kaylee Kaler appeared concerned that there would be no consequences for Smith from police nor his grandparents, and that's when the violence broke out. So she and her husband allegedly discussed what to do and shared an image of Gary Ploche. If you're familiar with him, right. he gunned down the suspect um, that was accused of kidnapping and raping his— I saw that. Yeah, his child. And we know him, and he's a lot, uh, the, the son is a lifer. Right, and, Jody. And years, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Jody's a great guy. That happened in 1984. Right. So that's in a Baton Rouge Airport. And the the father was hiding on the payphone when they were bringing him in. Uh, right. I, think was, I believe it was his karate instructor. Or something. Yes. They were bringing him in. He turned around off the phone and. Yeah, he he. he Southern justice. Yeah. So Kaler could face the death penalty if convicted. He was oh, being yeah. held without bond and is due back in court July 3rd. And anybody deserves the death penalty is that piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I got some thoughts on this. Uh, and first of all, uh, for those of you out there that are interested in learning more about that Ploche case, Kelly's got on unspeakable. Yeah. Unspeakable, the actual uh, yeah, next, um, Jody Ploche is coming on the show, isn't he? Absolutely. He is, yeah. and I'm going to tell that story, and it, it is a um, legend 
yeah, in South is. Louisiana. However, that was something that was kind of a first time thing that had ever had ever happened, and it kind of took everybody surprised, and you kind of felt empathy for the dad in that situation because he just was so overwhelmed by what had happened to his son being raped. Right. There's a difference here. You went and executed right. innocent people right. um, that. They're sitting on their back porch. Mm. You're 65 years old. What are you doing? Let the law, let, let, let the, you know, it's a, it's a, and of course it's easy for us to sit back. It wasn't our kids. This was a crime with, but honestly, uh, the best way to handle that situation would have been let the police handle it. And, uh, and because you do nobody any good, including your own family, if you're in jail for the rest of your life. Yeah, or, right. or, but, and the word allegedly. Yeah, we don't even yeah, know if yeah. he really did it. Right. Yeah. Well, Assuming that's, that's, he did. Uh, yeah. that's a press thing. And a lot of times I leave it out when I'm reporting on mine. But the um, victim being on his knees. Yeah. With the, that's execution with style. Yeah, and, he probably got down praying, saying, yeah. please don't. Please don't do this to me. On Father's Day, huh? Yeah, I have to look up stats on domestic violence and murders on on Father's Day because evidently it's a lot higher than I thought it was. The shitty situations that happen. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. This podcast is brought to you by Square. When you run a restaurant, nobody cares how good you were yesterday. From walk-ins to takeout, payroll to profit margins, the only thing that's consistent is the inconsistency. That's why with Square, you get reliable restaurant technology that helps you stay a step ahead, no matter what the future cooks up. Square's restaurant tools are designed to keep your orders flowing and business growing. Start with what you need today and adjust as you go. Visit square.com slash audiology and get 20% off your first hardware device with code AUDIO20 at checkout. Federal prosecutors have charged a 35-year-old man and his 36-year-old wife with carjacking the woman's ex-husband, killing him, and disposing of the body in a sophisticated scheme involving multiple burner phones. Nicholas Ursini and Jamie Ursini were arrested on charges of carjacking, resulting in the death and conspiracy in connection with the 2020 death of Stephen Kraft. Wow. The Ursinis took the first step in their plan on or about April 26 of 2020 when they went to Home Depot and other stores to buy supplies for a scheme to murder Stephen Kraft, take his car, including a large tarp, a Tyvek suit, and duct tape. Nice. So we this is becoming this, a theme I, with these people this so buying this stuff I, and get and one of the ways they're getting caught is everything's on camera i know yeah. it's like criminal 101 what are you doing yeah <laughs> at least separate at least out the one case i had order from amazon went to like five different uh, hardware stores and bought one piece of each one i mean but they're still ahead of one yeah. Today, yeah yeah they and went and murdered his parents and, and came back to louisiana that's it. So the same day they allegedly drove from their home in New York to uh, Newborough, New York, in order to determine how to dispose of Stephen Kraft's car, uh, which the U.S. Attorney's Office, they refer to that as a dry run. In addition, they purchased several burner phones as a way of communicating with each other. So they had a little premeditation there on that. I thought my parents' divorce was bad. <laughs> it could always get worse. It happens every, every day when we're reporting on it. Kraft and Orsini have children together, and he had custody on Tuesday evenings and every other weekend. On April 28th of 2020, he picked up his daughters from Orsini's home and took them to a nearby Sonic. Orsini allegedly followed Kraft to the Sonic and activated her burner phone. He dropped them off at 7 p.m. and disappeared. Around the same time, a co-worker texted Orsini asking where he was, and Nicholas said Jamie's car broke down and he was waiting on AAA to pick him up. Nicholas Orsini then drove Kraft's Camry to Newborough and abandoned it. He then reportedly walked to a gas station, called a cab to drive him back to his home in Beacon. So they had this all planned out. Mm-hmm. On May 2nd, on May 2nd, a man matching Orsini's description went into Home Depot and purchased galvanized steel trash cans, an axe, mm-hmm. a steel rod, angle grinder, odorless charcoal lighter fluid, a lighter, and other items. The next day, he bought a large amount of firewood. The, <laughs> the items are equipment that can be used to chop up and burn a body. Crass remains have not been found. Now, the Orsinis could face up to life in prison or the death penalty if convicted of carjacking, resulting in death and up to five years for conspiring. U.S. Attorney uh, Damon Williams says their alleged scheme was so- sophisticated, involving burner phones, 
dumping Kraft's car and ultimately disposing of Kraft's body. So the issue here more than anything is there's no insanity defense on this one because they premeditated the hell out of it, right? Right, and did it. And uh, I can't understand that either because the best way to love your children is, and I know divorces can get messy and I know custody is messy, but the best way to love your children is to be a good parent and to do the best you can to co-parent. Right, you know, why divorce is so expensive because they're worth it, but these people didn't get that message. Right. Right. And then emotion plays into that too with the fact that, uh, you know, usually in a divorce, it's it's uh, it's not typically mutual. Yeah. So right. one person is feeling really scorned and right. and uh, and taking it to a level like that. I mean, that's a that's way overboard. Yeah, and I, this would be the point where Ago would say something like, "Oh, and we need a feel good story." Well, unfortunately, yeah. people, this is real life, real crime daily, and I'm not going to improve the situation with this story. Um, on Friday, June 16th at 1.11 p.m., 30-year-old Laura Ligg contacted the Norwalk Police Department and said her toddler found a firearm and accidentally shot her. Oh. Now, it gets worse. Norwalk Police reportedly kicked in the door to the Ligg home to enter and found her in a room with her son. She was still conscious when police arrived. Medics transported Lake to the hospital and delivered her child via emergency C-section, but the baby did not survive. Lig, who was 33 weeks pregnant, also died. Mm. Lig was shot in the back with a 9mm gun that police found at the home. And Police Chief David Smith said Lig did not know her son was in the room with her when she was shot and that the gun is usually hidden. The boys in his father's custody. Wow, that's horrible, right? Lock your guns there, up. People. There's no winning there no, either because that little that, boy has no clue. Absolutely, and, and well, I mean, unborn baby never gets to live. The family, I'm, you know, sounds like they're living an American dream. Uh, totally un, a totally 30, 30 avoidable years old, accident. One kid, another one on the way, and. I think, you know, a lot of people hide their weapons underneath their mattresses kind of a thing. You've got to put them up. And I'm not victim blaming here. I have no clue, you know, everything that happened. But, y'all, put your guns up. Have your kids stand on a chair and then see how the highest places they can reach and put it higher. Yeah. You know, it's just good. That's crazy. That's awful. Absolutely. And it happens more than you think. I mean, a lot of times people don't get shot, but a kid will just walk in the living room with a pistol. And it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, they right. went in my nightstand, you know, and yeah. it's a four year old kid that, that right. thinks it's a fake cap gun or and, something. And, and people yeah. have never dealt with it or heard about these type things. They just don't get it, right? Right. And, and they have it all the time. Awful. Well, I don't think I'm going to even improve it anymore <laughs> with <right>. this one. <laughs> um, life real crime. Yeah. That's it. Okay, this one makes me angry as a mother. All right. So an Ohio woman allegedly posed as a CPS agent and tried to lure a boy to her home. So Child Protective Services. Child Protective yeah, Services, here, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well, yeah. call the same thing. Yeah. All right. So a 44-year-old woman is in custody after allegedly impersonating a Child Protective Services worker and trying to lure a four-year-old boy to her home. Lisa Nacrelli knocked on the door of the victim's home and claimed she worked for Child Protective Services. Nacrelli, who was wearing a badge, wearing a badge, don't forget that, Mm, allegedly asked to enter the victim's home to perform an inspection because someone had filed a complaint against them. The child's mother said Nacrelli even knew all of her children's names. Nacrelli, however, did not leave her contact information with the parents. The parents um, felt something was off and reportedly reviewed surveillance footage and saw that Nacrelli touched their son, put her arm around him, and then stroked his hair before she spoke with him. Now, kudos to this family because the family then did some research and learned that Nacrelli was not, in fact, a child protective services worker. Nacrelli said she had been drinking since earlier that day. In a handwritten statement, Nacrelli reportedly said, quote, I walked to Kroger to get some beer. Jeez. Right? 
On the walk home, I saw a young child that I felt wasn't being supervised. So in an attempt to scare the parent, I pretended to be from CPS. Yeah. Oh. She's being a Karen. Right. Right. Well, that's interesting because if it was off the cuff and you just found the boy, why Mm. do you have a badge on you that's fake? Get out of here. Get out of here. Nacrelli, who lives near the minor victim and his parents, allegedly asked the boy to come with her to her home three different times before he rushed to alert his parents. Nacrelli was arrested and booked into jail on a charge of criminal child enticement. On June 20th, police filed additional charges of burglary and impersonating an officer. Nacrelli remains held on $10,000 bond. That's, that's crazy. That's scary. And she, she had a plan. I mean, she knew all the family members' names and everything else. She had a plan uh, for a long time. And, it, and it, you know, you don't hear about it a lot of times with females yeah, trying right, right, to right, take right. – Kids, what was she gonna do? But they do it, yeah. You were gonna raise them as your own, like what? what? Raise them as your own, sell them, or uh, sexually abuse them. Well, and another thing, too, guys, be critical of people who knock on your front door. That is your home, that is your home. My dogs let me know for someone when somebody's pulling up, right? Yeah, hey, my my Winnie dog's a gangster, Toby. He will let you know, (laughs) mine as well. Eight pounds of fury. Pounds of fury coming at you. Yes. Yeah, it's it's really um, uh, a rare thing to see those females, uh, you know, compared to what you hear about males. But don't let your guard down just because right. it's a evil a lady coming to your door evil saying evil exists in all forms. That's right. And it's always okay to call nine one one and ask before exactly. you let someone in your home. Hundred percent. So we're going to lighten it up a little bit here since we've we've given you so many of these you know harder stories and. I'm going to tell you about a 76-year-old woman who knocked on a coffin at her own wake after being officially declared dead. I, I don't know how light that is. That shit scares the shit out of me. I would well, die right there. Take right. her out and put me yeah. in the coffin. Well, I'm she done. ended up being alive, and that's the positive lining yeah, on that, right? right? Oh, my gosh. A 76-year-old Ecuadorian woman who woke up during her own wake earlier this month has now officially being declared dead. Bella Montoya, a retired nurse from Ecuador, passed away on Friday evening. Her passing came seven days after she was first declared dead, but subsequently woke up during her own wake and surprised her grieving relatives. I bet she did. Bella had initially been admitted to the hospital earlier in the month with a possible heart attack. When she did not respond to resuscitation attempts, it was declared she had passed away. The family then held a wake for Bella and were shocked when she started to knock from inside the coffin after spending five hours in the casket. I guess they didn't embalm her. Despite, I guess not. I hope not. It's a walking dead situation there. (laughs) Despite remaining under permanent surveillance while in intensive care, Bella passed away from a stroke on Friday for certain this time. This time, my mother really did die. Bella's son announced, my life will not be the same. The Ecuadorian Health Ministry issued a statement confirming confirming the cause of death, but did not provide any other information. Now, a technical committee has been formed to review hospital death certificate practices, I I can imagine. And Bella's sister has filed a formal complaint. Meanwhile, similar incidents have happened recently in the United States, including a case in December of 2020 when an Iowa care facility mistakenly pronounced a 66-year-old female resident dead, transporting her to the funeral home before she woke up gasping for air. Then, this past February, an 82-year-old woman was found breathing while lying inside a coffin in New York State's funeral home. She was reportedly pronounced dead by mistake three hours earlier at a nursing home. Yeah. So it, it must be before the embalming process. Thank God they didn't get an autopsy. Yeah, right. Cut into them. Right. Oh my! Could you imagine? God. Now this is, um, you know, the. I'll tell they, you this: the family ought to be really fucking happy that she can't, they had her for another seven days. But, yeah, but, but like, what? Holy shit, my but freaked dead. out. I mean, yeah, think yeah. about what's the easiest choice you can make: window instead of middle seat, picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The emotional roller coaster. But wasn't that the point of a wake back in the day to see if they woke yeah. up? Yeah, that's Be true. careful that's what true. you ask yeah, for. That's why they laid them out in the living room. Yeah. And sit around and they set vigil for however long. Woody, you have my set. permission if I ever sit up at my funeral just to cap me because yeah, that's scary. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> Put me down. Let right. me make sure she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly yeah. said I could do it. It's no on, hey, it's on record. It. Right. That's that's a really crazy story. But you know, uh Woody and and uh Kelly may not be familiar with this, but we have a sponsor named uh Parish Forensics. Yes. Ooh. And uh they are the only place, the only place in Louisiana where you can facilitate autopsies, you can embalm, Pri- cremate. Yep. Privately they, done. They're only, they're only ones that do uh, the private autopsies in the state. Oh. And you can cremate your pets all under one roof. Yep. They, they are the bomb.com and Broussard. And, and think about this. I mean, this it, they actually, um, you know, if they do the autopsies, yeah. they prepare the body and then they ship it to whatever funeral home is going to. So that funeral home just has, has to do, deal with the funeral and not that. But the out of what sixty four parishes, I think they have forty one of them that they service, um, and you know they are truly professionals. I mean, yeah. I mean, nobody wants to think about this profession, whether it's your family members or your pet or whatever. But they parish forensics and they're the bomb. Yeah, and uh, they're uh, they're locally owned and operated, which we love around here. Uh, they provide families in veterinarians alike with private dignified communal cremation services with an extensive urn and keep keepsake selections so you can uh, you can cremate your pet and and they you know you can select the urn and all that that's a big deal right now a lot of people are probably laws in urn on in in my living room yeah harley davidson urn nice there you go i know this is kind of weird but um, I read and saw where they could actually take your ashes and turn them into a I diamond. So I want my three girls to, and this is also on record. I'm not, yeah. I hope I don't die all the time, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I want my girls to uh, all get a diamond. That's a piece of me. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, they're located, if anyone's interested, in Broussard, Broussard. right outside of Lafayette. Underneath the big flag. Louisiana, that's right. They're under the underneath that big flag. Big and if flag. you're a resident of Louisiana, call them. And uh, you can reach them at 1-800-CREMATE, which is 1-800-273-6283, or 1-800-FUNERAL. That's 1-800-386-3725. Give them a like and a follow on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, they they post the latest memorial product offerings and more on that page. That's Parish Forensics, Louisiana's Funeral Home and Crematory, and Louisiana Pet Crematory of Broussard, Louisiana. Yeah, let, let them take care of your loved one. With Parish Forensics, you can rest easy. In Cleveland, a woman has been charged with murder after police say she left her 16-month-old child all alone to go on vacation for more than a week. Oh, my God. Right? What? Yes. 20-year-old Christelle Candelero found her daughter, Jalen, unresponsive last Friday morning. Um, Jalen was later pronounced dead at the scene at, the, uh, at their home. Jalen was later pronounced dead at the scene, and investigators noted she was extremely dehydrated. 
Upon further, further questioning, authorities say Crystal admitted to going to both Puerto Rico and Detroit for a total of eight days, all while leaving Jalen alone and without care inside the house. Officials also observed Jalen's playpen packed with sold blankets and a bottom liner saturated with urine and feces. Candelera was arrested two days later, and and she's got a $1 million bond. General population, that bitch. And I hope someone beats her ass. Sorry. She's got a bad time. I wouldn't treat my animals that way. I mean, Puerto Rico and Detroit? Eight days? You sign that baby's death certificate when you shut that door. Yeah, 20 20 years old and... Hashtag murder by you. I remember when I was a brand new mama, and there are people probably come at me for this, okay, but whatever. But I remember I was a brand new mama first time, and I went grocery shopping. And then when I got back to my house, I was in that routine, okay, grab my groceries, and I went and grabbed my groceries, and I put them out. And about 10 minutes later, I went, oh, my God, the baby. Yeah. And I ran out to the car. She was fine, right, y'all. The right. door was open, and it was cool. Mm. The panic of that, of, oh, my God, what have I done? Yeah. And you just, you've... But And you're going to take your sorry, selfish ass and walk out of a house and leave that baby to her detriment? Hey, hey, for, to go on vacation. To go on vacation. Yeah, she didn't go to work. Yeah. You don't want the child? Say something. Give her away. Walk, Knock on someone's door and say, hey, I found this kid and walk off. Don't yeah. do that. Oh, well, my God. I hope, Unconscionable. I hope she enjoyed her vacation because now she's going to Lond, L-O-N-D, the land of no dicks. <laughs> and I hope she got plenty of dick on vacation and why you know our baby died what what a horrible way to go you know it goes back to the fletcher case the very first opening story those parents that girl was like i think 36 years old yeah that's and they just let her ride in the couch yeah you have to have a driver's license to drive a car there's no kind and i'm not saying we live in China or whatever, but there's no kind of restrictions on having a baby. Yeah. Well, and, you know, back to that case, too, real quick. I'm curious if they were getting, like, a check or something, and that's why they didn't try to find her a facility or something to go to, I, I, you know? I have knowledge on, on all that, no. we'll let well, it go, but I don't, yeah. I don't want to tip the defense's hand on no. anything. But uh, this right here, y'all, we— Y'all don't care probably, but I went on vacation and we were gone for two weeks and I have two dogs. I set up care for those dogs. I pay daily to have them. It cost me hundreds of dollars. Mm -hmm. This is a human being that depends on you, that you grew. Yep. And carried for nine months. Nine months and, and un, and innocently loves you. And well, I mean, if they can even remember, yeah, but they love you because just a disturbing, absolutely. Disturbing case. That's well, the way it rolls. You want to add? We we got something about poo in this in, in this yeah, in this series because here's another one. Everybody poops. Everyone does poop, yeah, yeah. except me. My yeah, I don't. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. A uh, family found an elderly woman sitting in feces after her caretaker took her car on a dr- uh, drunken joyride. Oh my god. An elderly woman's family found her sitting in feces and urine after she had been left alone for several hours when her caretaker had taken her car and been arrested for DWI. Mm. The caretaker, Danielle Price, who was 49 years old, was arrested for DWI last year, but was rearrested this week for additional charges. The East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office arrested Price for DWI on October 29, 2022, and her blood alcohol content was 0.3, which is three times the legal limit. Which means, were you drunk while you're trying to take care of this old lady, too? You know? Uh, yeah. Deputies later found that Price had been hired to take care of an 87 year old woman and was only authorized to use the woman's vehicle to go grocery shopping and provide other basic needs for round the clock care. The woman's family realized something was wrong when they went to check on her and found that she was sitting unattended in feces and urine. Neighbors told the woman's family that they had noticed the car was not at the residence at 10 a.m. that morning. Price was arrested around 7.30 p.m., meaning the woman was left alone for at least nine hours. Though Price was arrested for DWI when the crash, it was a crash, initially happened, she was again arrested Monday for cruelty to the infirmed and unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. Good for her. One of the most uh, despicable crimes is crimes involving the elderly, in my opinion. That's 
really just disgusting. This yeah. is an 87 year old woman lived her life probably was, uh, you know, an absolute stud back in her day. Right. And she, this is her twilight hours of her life. And someone's going to get drunk, joyride in her car, let her sit in her own shit. It's yeah. disgusting. Well, and, we should, we should always, I think, gauge our society based on how we treat those that can't help themselves, children, the elderly and animals. And very well put, you know, this is unconscionable again. It's just not. Well, and think about this, the, her family members, whoever they were, hired this person because you know they're adults now and they have lives and and whatever right. so they hire and help out with mom or grandma whoever it was and this lady i mean yeah that's lady, opportunity for her and she's gonna sit around she's a and parasite and, and then steal a car and get in a crash and and just leave her don't yeah get it disgusting don't get it you can now take off that belt oh. and move freely around the cabin. Mike's not here to drool all over yeah, Tiffany's right. voice. Right. Uh, oh, <laughs> Tiffany. Yeah, you got to be Mike. <laughs> I, I, I had to tell him to keep his hands out of his pocket. <laughs> yeah, you playing pocket pool. I heard the table oh. going. <laughs> That's right. It is Mile High Crimes, and we're going to talk about a belligerent Texas man who threw a drink at a flight attendant and faces a federal charge. Huff is accused of throwing a drink at a flight attendant, yelling profanities at the crew, and refusing to remain seated during a Southwest flight from Las Vegas to Houston. Officials stated the 45-year-old's actions caused the flight to divert to Dallas Love Field, and he faces 20 years in federal prison if he's convicted. So let's talk about this for a second. Mm-hmm. Essentially, when you die, and I'm not saying any of of his uh, actions were were good. Okay, he's he's an asshole, obviously. But 20 years for throwing a drink. Well, I mean, wow. I, I, get belligerent thinking, on a plane when I'm there. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean, I get it, but I'm it, thinking that maybe they thought maybe some way it could, you know, I think that statute in their aviation could have been like lighter fluid or something, but whatever thrown and lighted on. But anything that you endanger um, all the people's lives yeah. on the plane, they got to throw the book at you. The problem for this idiot is it's federal law, not yeah. state law. Yeah. And federal law, there's no leeway in sentencing. You're done. Yeah, and all of us here, all of us in this room, and I'm sure most of the people listening travel. You know, you you, you take flights, and you're already, when you're doing these flights, sometimes you're hustling to get to the, you know, to the plane to begin with. My thought process is, how selfish is that, that you're going to create this scene, throw this drink, mm-hmm. where the plane has to be diverted? So everybody on that plane, I'm going to tell you yeah. what, if I'm on a plane yeah, and I'm on the way home, me. yeah, I'm I'm going to whip your ass on that plane just because now you're going to make me late. You right. don't even know me. Right. You done screwed my whole uh Life up with this. I'm a, okay. Well, flying scares me because I, I think it's a control thing. I've tried to figure it out, mm. but you know, it's scary to me. And so I want things to be smoothly in the air. And when you put that kind of distress on me that I think you're, you know, my <laughs> mind goes 9 11. I'm not even kidding. I think right. someone's trying to take over a yeah. plane. Kelly's putting them in a chokehold right. like Bro, two seconds. I'll smile in my mugshot too. You're not <laughs> yeah. taking this plane down, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then um, I'll be on you like right a spider monkey. Right before I started Real Life Real Crime. <laughs> I actually um, was doing defense work all over the United States, and, and this one company was paying me, but I, they paid for my apartment in Dallas, which was in between Love Field, it was Farmer's Branch, close to Love Field and also close to DFW, where America was based out of, because I flew almost every day. I had I had that apartment, my family was still home in Marpaw, and even though I had that apartment, I had 160-something nights in Hilton hotels at years. Yeah. So I was flying every day, waking yeah. up in a different hotel every day. And and, and the one time, a dude started bucking up on, on a plane, and I went up, and, and the, they were 
going to delay her takeoff. And then he was bucking up on the girls, and I went up and said, dude, you need to sit the fuck down because I got shit to do, right? Yeah. But anyway, they called the cops on me. <laughs> and I was she still late. Like, yeah. <laughs> Warning. Yeah. Each flight yeah. with Woody Overton <laughs> right. may contain acts of violence. They, they, That's they, awesome. they, but, you know, it's going to happen just like in every other segment in life. Uh, and that's why we have Mile High. Uh, and started the Mile High segment is because it's such a it's prevalent. Uh, uh, prevalent thing now. And people are just fucking stupid. Yeah, they're yeah. stupid. So that's your Mile High Crime. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. Easy, Mike. Easy. I know you're listening. Right. Easy. All right. Um, Lay it on me. Uh-oh. It must be time to get kinky, Woody. My shoulders are swaying. Hey, y'all. You know, Jim Chapman, and you've heard me say it so many times, tell, has told y'all in the past, you're on camera at least how many times a day? Oh, uh, what is it? 50 times, KJ? 100 times? I thought it was on average like 20-something times a day you're on. Yeah, it's a lot. a lot. It's a right? lot. Between gas pumps and ATMs and malls and wherever the fuck you go. And, and creepers it, in the woods. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And everybody with cell phones, okay? But so the, for this kinky crime, uh, here we go. A Houston man and a New York woman are facing felony charges after authorities say they were recorded there you go, Jim Chapman. Hey. Having sex in public during a 30-minute ride in a glass-enclosed cabin on a Ferris wheel. Yes! 550 <laughs> Love feet it. above the Las Vegas Strip. Now, look, 30 minutes? I've been on this Ferris wheel. What a wheel. stud. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't going around and around. Oh, right. Dang. 30 minutes worth, y'all. Raise and I'm like, mm, that's cheaper than getting a room. Right? <laughs> <laughs> And the, uh, Let me take you back to my Ferris wheel cabin. Yeah, so I mean, treat it, you nice. seriously, think about it. I mean, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, their problem was there were surveillance cameras in these in these right, carts, right. Mm. and on top of that, somebody, some good citizen in another <laughs> cart, noticed what was going on, and they shot a video, cell phone them getting it on. Yeah, I mean, and then. All right, I, I'm just gonna throw this out there, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I've I've been to a fair before, and I've never looked at a Ferris wheel and been like, "That's the place." Uh, These carnies well, are gonna get showed a lifetime. Up at the top when it stops. Swim knows about glass elevators and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> just never never on a Ferris wheel. But check this out, y'all. It, during that, when the surveillance cameras called them, must they must have some kind of. Um, uh, speaker system, intercom system. While they're doing it, the security <laughs> gets on with oh, them and, and, and tells them to stop. <laughs> hey, stop. Stop. Let me see your hands. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure if I had been a security officer, yeah, I would have let, let him go. Run, you know, I told him right before I stopped to you know, get to the bottom, like, stop, stop. You've got to stop. And you're getting in trouble. Slow your pace down, they, boy. They told him to stop. They didn't stop. They oh. kept on doing it. That's like when I walked into the prison oh, that, that time. I was thinking about that dude had the guy bent over and he's wearing it out. He said, and I said, you're under arrest. He said, Sarge, I know I'm going to the Holy Way. I'm going to get this nut there. Let me out. So anyway, they got arrested, y'all. Um, the images haven't been made public. And that's your kinky crimes for Friday. Wow, that was a good one. Yeah. Ferris wheel sex. It's a Swiss cheese thing that's getting a huge response. Yeah. Including Agravino putting a Ago uh, putting yeah, a thing yeah. with, with a hole in it. He held up. He wishes his whole, he wishes hole in and he said, now I get it. <laughs> He's so stupid. <laughs> uh oh. Banjo time. Dumb you, criminals. Where you at, Ago? Where you at, Ago? We're about to show you how to K, really right, do a dumb KJ's criminal. going to show you how to handle the dumb <laughs> yeah. criminals. Kelly Jennings. This is how you do it, dummies. So. <laughs> I, first of all, would like to say that there is something about having good work ethic. Okay. Absolutely. You You've got to have right. great work have ethic. It. And if, have it. if showing up is that, then this man takes the cake. But the problem is um, a man showed up for work at his Sam's Club job in right here, the Baton great Ridge. state of Baton, you know, in Louisiana. Yep. Uh, but the problem was that he had just 
um, shot his coworker mm, <laughs> before he showed up to work. So an employee of Sam's Club near Segan Lane in Baton Rouge who shot his coworker Tuesday night has been arrested after he showed up for work on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. The victim was taken to the hospital in stable condition after the shooting, which happened in a parking lot. Donald Brooks, 20 years old, was arrested on account of attempted second-degree murder and account of illegal use of a weapon, or dangerous instrumentalities. Police believe Brooks hid behind a vehicle and shot the victim multiple times as he approached it. Brooks showed up for work on Wednesday after the shooting. (laughs) (laughs) Officials officials from the sheriff's office said, quote, we can't explain his psyche for him showing up at work, but we can explain to you is that our officers did show up too. (laughs) I love that. What's so great about this, they were both employees of the the Sam's Club, right? And, And I just... Got membership there like two weeks ago. Well, be careful. But wait, wait. Here's the deal. I'm walking around from scare standpoint looking. They got, it's like a casino. They got 14 million cameras, right? Yeah. How in the fuck do you work at Sam's Club and you don't know how they have all the cameras in the parking lot? So this cat actually was hiding behind a, a vehicle waiting on whatever beef he had with his co-worker. He comes out and tries to kill him, shoots him multiple times. And then thinks he's getting away with it because he was hiding behind a car. But he'll show up the next day. Hey, I'm gonna go. Hey. I'm gonna go stock these shelves for you. Don't be suspicious. Don't I'm a, be yeah. suspicious. Yeah. Have you heard that song? <laughs> what the hell? That is it's, definitely a dumb criminal. I'm gonna tell you what, Kelly. You did a great you job a great on that dumb. Kid, Kelly. That might be the best dumb criminal right. we've ever oh, had. Look out, Ago. I'm hey. coming for you. <laughs> Say banjos. 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 Great one. That was awesome. Yeah. And look, Woody's been Woody's been noticing we've been missing something here at Real Life Real That's Crime true. Daily. So and, we and getting a lot we of brought it back for today. It. A lot of requests for it. Actually, it's one of my favorite segments. And that is they stole what? They stole what? They stole what? <laughs> you don't believe right. this shit. I think the last time it was condom machine. They blew it up in Germany to try. What the fuck for? <laughs> yeah, well, I've got a better one for you today. Right, lay it on me. How about a fifty-eight foot bridge? That's oh, right. Okay. That's right. A 58-foot bridge was stolen. feet is a How lot. Do you steal a <laughs> well, we're going to get into that, Three, Kelly. 12, 36. That's, Don't do I mean, math. That's, yeah, that, I can't really do math. It's like 60 yards. Or, it, no, I know a football field. Yards. I can do a football field. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm cu- I keep messing you up. Go ahead. It was stolen from a field in Ohio, and authorities are... Well, they're like you, Woody, scratching their heads. Yeah. The entire bridge was stolen, the all 10 feet bridge. wide, 58 feet long and $40,000 of it. The deck boards were taken last month. And at some point since then, the rest of the bridge was dismantled and carted off. So that's how they got it away. Some some trailer just got a brand new uh, porch. (laughs) Authorities say whoever stole the bridge was able to dissemble it piece by piece as the structure is described as being Lego-like. All of the thieves, all the thieves had to do was use a socket and ratchet set, undo oh, a few bolts on bolt. each side, and then make off with the loot. Now, what would someone do with a ten foot? I'd put it in several places in my hunting camp <laughs> over the creeks. Maybe they wanted to build a bridge and get over it. I've been told that before. Well, authorities over the river authorities aren't really sure exactly what they're wanting to do with it. But one thing's for certain: they won't be selling it as scrap. Now, that was my first thought. Yeah. A member of the Ohio Police Department, one of the agencies investigating the crime, say the material used in the construction is some sort of polymer, not uh, aluminum, not steel. Uh, so really no value at all as far as scrap metal. Yeah, but I bet they can run a four-wheeler over it. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, there's yeah. a hunting camp yeah. trailer yeah. with That's a right. fine they may not on it. Yeah, they may not run a camp with a barbecue pits and all kinds of shit. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Ten... Feet wide mm-hmm. and fifty-eight feet long. Was it in use? Fuck, what's it made out of? <laughs> Was it a I, bridge I, in use? As they that they disassembled. I think I had read it was like in a park or somewhere. Yeah, but, uh, like uh, a state park or something. But the but ten feet wide, fifty-eight feet long. Just the boards alone. Build the camp with you it. Could, you could have built a camp with the boards. <laughs> That's well, amazing you, tree stand. The, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That sounds like an inside job. Yeah, there somehow. you go. But that that's is a uh, great example of they stole They stole what? They stole what? What? That's, y'all, that's pure love. Great, great episode. Let's yeah. talk about a couple things that, that are really important, y'all. And and I'm going to go out and for the original Real Life Real Crime while I drop um, Where's Wesley Dale Morgan? And that's also out of East Feliciana. 
parish like our first story was today, and he's been missing all these years. Y'all go listen to the episode, but I need your help. I need you to continue calling tips. And look, we're blowing this thing wide open. But continue to call in your tips. You can have, never have too many. A lot of them, uh, you know, as in any investigation, a lot of them are just not even close to what it was. But some of them have been right on point. And the tip line is 313-757-2847 or 313-RLRC-TIP. Now, on the same note, this Barbara Blunt's case. Now, y'all, I'm going to talk about it for one second. If you go back and listen to the episode, you know Miss Barbara has a twin sister named Miss Sarah, sweetest lady in the world, and she's very religious, very Christian lady, and you know her twin sister being gone all these years. We know I know she was murdered, and and somebody knows something, and I'm gonna tell you something. We're working this in conjunction with Sheriff Ard and Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office, and people we know stuff. But it's the difference between knowing stuff and being able to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt in court. So keep calling in those tips because you might have that one nugget of information that pushes it where it can make a prosecution can be made. All right. And and our prayers go out to both of these families and the bad guys or and girls or both can kiss my ass. And we're, I hope they're sweating it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're coming for you. So you're right. And, and that's one thing that happens, uh, Kelly, is when they do these episodes, they're like, fuck. Well, yeah. you know, I got away with all these years, and now yeah. he's, he's throwing the heat hey, back on Hey, karma is a bitch. Right. And, there's and so are no you, such, whoever did this. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and there's no such thing as a perfect crime. Nope. Somebody knows what happened. Mm-hmm. And the bodies had to get from point A to point B, live, like I believe Louis Adele is, but or dead, like I know Miss Barbara is. And, and so, well, like all the drugs, yeah. they get, I mean, drug deals get busted because they have to move the shit, right? Yeah. And, and I hope so you're y'all getting your story straight. Call in the tips, <laughs> and, we're, and we appreciate that. That's right. And right now, airing on Bloody Angola is part three of part Becoming three. the Warden. What a series that was. Check it out. If you're so inclined, yes, and it's amazing. It is amazing, and for Bloody Angola patron members, mm-hmm. the three of us in this room, yes, Miss Kelly Jennings, K- myself, J. and Jim Chapman, will be recording your episode, and it's going to be a spinoff uh, talking about Warden Burl Kane. That's right, and cool and cat. giving a unique, cool a unique perspective uh, that only Woody and and Kelly can give you because they actually worked uh, with Burl Kane. Right. So you'll be hearing that only if you're a patron. Right. So you need to join Patron to get that episode. Uh, just Bloody go to and Patron Gola. and uh, search Bloody and Gola Podcast and it'll pop right and, up. And y'all um, download the Real Life Real Crime Community app. Bloody Angola post will be posted in there. Real Life Real Crime Daily, original Real Life Real Crime, and everything Real Life Real Crime without being censored by anybody else. You know, yesterday, I was last night about 6 30, I go mm-hmm. on to my Facebook pages and trying or to the crew page and trying to answer people. It wouldn't let me answer. It kept giving me some red error thing. At least they didn't put me in jail this time. But yeah. I'm trying to be responsive to the fans and to the lifers and couldn't do it until this morning. So go. y'all go to, to the community app that has everything real life, real crime, uh, and on steroids. Uh, go to the uh, real life, real crime daily Facebook page. Like yep. it and follow it. It, it. All the posts come out on there also. That's right. And follow us on all our social media and all that good podcaster show, I was about to say. And lastly, <laughs> thank you, Kelly, for joining us. You were an amazing co-host. Yes, and it, ma- probably the fact, best I've ever seen. The, and and you you covered for me when I was out of town. I really appreciate that. You covered for Ago when he's out of town. And we like you so much. Would you like to do another episode with us for, for Monday? I would love to. Well, Very good. So stay are. tuned for that. And you well, notice Woody never said when Jim goes out, out of town. You know why? Because <laughs> Jim, Jim don't ever right. get a vacation. <laughs> guess what? You got two more starting college. So four more years. Four more years. We're going to throw you a dirt party. You know what a dirt party is? <laughs> What's that? That's when you get so drunk, you roll around in the dirt. Oh, and, shit. Oh, it's on. When they're all graduated, then Dad's going to get a big 
big old I race. I can't wait. Man. Well, thank so. you very much for coming on. And Thanks, Hill. AJ. Y'all, hey, wait, real quick. Yep. Unspeakable podcast. Yes. Go check it out. She's yeah. doing We're going to link it wise. Yep. In, this, yep. in, the, in the comments of this episode. She is well. doing number-wise and, and listener-wise and everything so, like compared to when I started Real Life Real Crime. Mm. She is killing it. Killing and it. Growing faster every day. First lives coming up. Y'all, you know why? Because it's good. But remember, if you're easily offended, yeah. I'm not your girl. Uh, yeah, that's sure. right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I promise you, no one listening to this is easily offended. This show. And my highest compliment is people say that you're the female me. Yeah, yeah I, that's hey, right. I'll take it. I'm yeah, proud yeah, of that. Right. That's right. So until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Kelly Jennings. With Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. Show business. That's for you, Aggo. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.